Welcome to The Honey Drip. I'm Honey Bashan. I'm a women's personal transformation coach and a land business coach. And I get off on empowering women to have more self-confidence, be more self-responsible, and to show up for everything that they're really wishing and hoping that they could. We're starting off by answering a question from Instagram. So if you wanted to send through a question for me to respond to on a podcast, you can. It's at Honey Bashan Coaching. And it is actually a question that I really, really love and something that I have personally had to work through and also something that I've had to guide my clients through. And the question, I've paraphrased it, I've changed it, but essentially what the person was asking was, where do I start as a multi-passionate? So I want to have a business or I want to have social media presence, I want to build a community but I'm really passionate about lots of different things and probably also multi-skilled. So you might have lots of different skills, lots of different experience, maybe lots of different qualifications, and you're just not sure where to start. And this is actually such a great question to be self-aware enough to understand that you need to ask it. (laughs) Because I, a lot of, you know, things that I do in my coaching, especially business coaching, comes from my own personal failures and trials and errors. And I'm a 3-5 generator in human design. And a big part of my expertise and skill is to actually enact trial and error and then educate people on what I've seen work and not work. So you're really tapping into also, you know, my own individual expertise and skill set. So why I'm saying that is I am a multi-passionate. I am a multi-hyphenate. And you can use, I don't know if you actually use those terms in your question. I think you said more like that you had lots of different ideas and lots of different skills. But I would invite you initially to look into and actually acknowledge and appreciate this identity as a multi-passionate or a multi-hyphenate or a highly multifaceted person. I was recently in my DMs talking to a really wonderful, successful businesswoman, foodie, and she said to me, we were kind of talking about this same idea, and she said to me, oh, but everyone's everyone's multi-passionate, everyone's multi-skilled. And I didn't pull her up on it, but actually, no. (laughs) If everyone was multi-passionate and multi-skilled, we wouldn't have this cultural agenda of working out what you're going to do with your life and just doing that one thing. Um, I think it's actually rarer and fewer people are multi-passionate and multi-skilled and are able to be a multi-hyphenate. I think it's statistically more rare. And part of really embracing that is firstly just acknowledging that that's who you are and acknowledging how beautiful and wonderful and exciting that could possibly be. So what is a multi-hyphenate? So I can explain, I'm going to explain myself and my own life and experience in order to kind of get my point across and even the honey drip podcast has come from trial and error and the honey drip podcast what you are listening to right now is a solution to your question so a couple of months ago I made the decision that I didn't want to have a niched brand and that I wanted to create a personal brand 
because I was so multi-passionate and such a multi-hyphenate. And I knew that I had the experience and skill set to be able to help women in personal transformation coaching, business coaching, social media. I can even design websites. Um, I can help people trend spot as well. Um, So those are just a couple of things that I'm doing in my current work. But that also includes, you know, motivation, helping people with goals, helping people with consistency, helping people with self-worth and confidence, which I think is really the beginning point to everything else. And also living a value-aligned life. And living a value-aligned life, like that might sound like a cute idea, but essentially what it is is having a very firm grasp on your identity away from what everyone else thinks. It's really putting the blinkers on, getting to know yourself so well that you can then prioritize and empower yourself in your daily decision-making, in your choices. That's what living a value-aligned life is. So if that sounds sexy, jump on the Values Workshop. It's my one of my lowest ticket offers. It is an entry point, a start here point. It is foundational work that every single person who works with me, I really need them to do it before we start talking because it's a workshop that breaks down all of the conditioning that you have received and that you have applied to yourself and your skills and your uh, all of these things that you're interested in and actually looking at what you love and what you're good at and what's important to you and starting to prioritise that rather than other people's opinions or values. So jump on that. I'll pop a link in the show notes. One beautiful resource that I always point my multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate clients towards is Athena Calderon's podcast. And I think it's called Just One Thing or More Than One Thing. I'll pop the title in the show notes just in case. But even if you look up Athena Calderon in podcasts, it will come up. And she has a podcast, a whole podcast, just on this question and answering this question with other multi-hyphenate, multi-passionate people. But going back to what I was saying on this tangent is that I decided to move away from being niched and specializing in like one very niche thing, which was culturally and traditionally kind, culturally appreciative yoga and Ayurveda into a more of an umbrella brand in which I can guide people in a way that feels right to me while still incorporating everything that I learned over the last, not just the last five to six years embodying and studying yoga and Ayurveda, but now actually everything that I've learned and studied and embodied my entire life, which you know now can include project management skills, people management skills, chief operations officer management skills, you know, that I had in my previous career. And one of the reasons why I highly suggest your first step, your second step after working out what your values are, is to focus on creating a personal brand, is to see this brand as an umbrella under which all of your varied, maybe not all, but a grouping of your varied 
passions can gather and be comfortably held and supported. So for instance, I have a beautiful client who came to me as an Ayurvedic consultation coach or an Ayurvedic lifestyle consultant. And we realized that it really wasn't going to work for her personally. And also it probably wasn't going to be uh, financially viable and really, really abundant and supportive. So what could she do in order to feel better about still using these skills, but doing it in a way that felt more in alignment with her identity? And we decided to create a personal brand so that she's not only talking about Ayurveda, but she's also talking about seasonal living, slow living, intentional living. And within that is her deep interest of sustainability and caring for the environment. And just like being slow enough in your life to even connect to the environment in order to start caring about it. So that's one example. And me personally, you know, right now I have this umbrella that is just like it is, we haven't even kind of seen the first little tendrils of the first seedlings of my current new, what it's going to be from now on personal brand. And, but I can see myself successfully in the future, incorporating, you know, embodiment things like nervous system practices, recipes, journaling, uh, book clubs, to empowerment things like motivational conversations, shocking ideas, presenting mindset shifts that are powerful, uh, presenting you guys with motivation and tools and strategies and solutions for consistency and showing up in places like this podcast, as well as allowing me to indulge the artist, uh, curator, side of me that I have degrees in university degrees in and create beautiful art and beautiful content under this one umbrella so it's almost like acknowledging all of your skills and all the different facets of you and of course maybe some of them will have to be left out you know I'm I am a massive knitter and I have you know a degree in ceramics and photography and I probably won't be selling ceramics courses. I could, but I probably won't be. Who knows? Maybe I will be in a couple of years. But what I could do is I could create content while I'm doing my own personal ceramics in order to convey to my audience that you can be a multifaceted person. And also, you know, the idea of being someone who creates ceramics says to me, this is what I call main character energy in that this is a part of myself that I haven't allowed to show up and take over. And it's kind of been dormant and waiting for me to show up for it. So just me doing that and embodying that is showing up for myself in my fullest expression, which I believe is part of this idea of supporting women to step into their fullest power. It's like recognizing all these different parts of you. And I will be doing a podcast episode and some kind of resource around identity because I think such a huge thing that I'm working through this year and that I think a lot of other people are working through is deconditioning. Not just like, you know, there's a lot of talk on the internet about deconditioning from like cultural constructs, but I'm talking even deconditioning from 
newer labels like human design or astrology and actually just tapping into the most really, really authentic you, not the most what you think authentic is supposed to look like you. So that will be coming up and that will be helpful for you too. But basically when we create a personal brand, from my perspective, the idea is to create a community and a safe space where you can fully express yourself and you can invite people to fall in love with you, your energy, and they will become so invested in the energy and maybe the uplifting or the calming or whatever it is that you bring into their life that they will sign up for most of the things that you offer because they know that you are embodied in yourself and that you are directional, you know who you are, you know what you're doing, you know all these many things that you like and that is not where a lot of people are at. So even this is why I say you asking this question shows actually you realizing that you even need to ask this question shows a huge level of self-awareness that a lot of people don't have. And I didn't have five years ago (laughs) because if I had it five years ago, this is where I would have started rather than trying to fit myself and my work into a ever kind of shrinking aperture of who I was and what I was allowed to do and what I was allowed to talk about. I will say that next week I'm going to be doing a episode on an episode on who I am and what I do for the sake of introducing me to you guys. But in that, I'm also going to touch on parasocial relationships and projections that happen whenever you have a social media presence. So the reality is that if you have a personal brand, it's a bit more open-ended and you open yourself up to receive more projections and different projections from different kinds of people. And I'm not saying that that is a bad thing, but I am saying that if you're more open-ended and less niched online, it kind of means that people can project onto you whatever they think you're doing, which can, uh, it's kind of like filling the gaps in what you're not saying. And that can also be something that's really hard to deal with. So having personal brand, this is part of it, but whether you have a personal brand or a really niche down business where you only offer one thing, people are still going to project onto you. So we'll talk about that next week and go through that. Um, I did want to also say that like one of my first blogs, I think my first blog that I had was called Multifaceted Fragmentation. And there was an art blog. And this idea of being really multifaceted is something that has always been close to my heart. I think it's really true. I think if you resonate with this, you should hold that close because uh, I, I do think that not everyone is like this, as I said at the start. So it's actually a beautiful gift. And it's something that you can harness in order to create success and in order to create, you know, a community and a business if you want. But, you know, probably in that there will be certain things that you, or I shouldn't say there will be, but I should say that I suggest that there are some things that you keep sacred and personal and private and to yourself And that I think is a big part of maintaining sanity as an online presence. And 
you know, it's it's been an interesting thing the last couple of weeks in that I had been told by a coach to create a I'm just letting my cat in the door. Um, I'd been told by a coach to create a personal Instagram in order to kind of build community around who I am rather than my business. And it didn't make a huge amount of sense to me because, well, Instagram is not the place where things are growing anymore and we need to be on different platforms like TikTok and YouTube. But also because I feel like adding in that 20% personal content to your business is how people get to know you. And they're not necessarily going to go onto another profile to do that. But what came from that was me realizing, A, no, I do not want to do this. This is not what I'm about. And B, I would like a place on Instagram where I could go on there and I could look at stuff without having to show up or produce or be monitored by anyone else. And right now that might sound like crazy, like no one's monitoring you, but you would be surprised. (laughs) I have had people message me and like tell me, all of the things that I have done or said or follow, the people that I followed four years ago and why that's, you know, not in alignment with what I'm doing now or whatever. So I just wanted to add that little bit in that, like, creating a personal brand, it does open you up to these sort of, uh, I guess, people hold you to certain standards. And the problem there is that those standards are relative and subjective (laughs) so it can be a bit of a wild wild west but if I was you I would start by creating a personal brand and building a community around that personal brand and working out who is coming into that brand who is attracted to you what kind of community you're attracting and then you maybe shape and work out out of all the many things that you love to do, which are most appropriate for these kind of people. A lot of people are doing that on TikTok. They're actually starting a TikTok, starting a community and letting the community guide what they do as a business. That is an actual business model that is happening right now on TikTok. Uh, I'm not sure if it's good or bad, but it's working for some people. All right. That is my advice to you as a multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate. Embrace it. Umbrella brand create a safe space and environment where you can express yourself fully and invite people to fall in love with you and your energy and then share from there. Hopefully I'll see you next week.